0: Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast, and we're talking about renewing the mind. We're basing our whole study on the scripture in Romans twelve two, even though I haven't used it in the last few days. We're going to other places that reveal this whole process of renewing the mind, which brings about a transformation according to Romans. But let's go to Psalm 1, 2 and it says, uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Meditation is the beginning of the process that changes our thinking. In other words, you will never be able to renew your mind if you don't learn how to meditate. And a lot of people think of meditation in um, foreign terms. We think of it in the way that uh, Eastern philosophy teaches it, and that's not so. It's not the Hebrew way of thinking. Hebrew meditation is totally different. Uh, But it's about right thinking, and not only right thinking, but right speaking. And we'll get into that in a minute. People do wrong because they think wrong. They do not follow up with wholesome thoughts when, uh, or wholesome actions when they have these horrible thoughts. When your thoughts are wrong, your actions are going to be wrong. You think wrong, you're going to be depressed. Years ago, when I did a kid's TV show called Gospel Bill, I took two big boards, and on one of them I had feelings, and on the other board I had thoughts, and I tied them together with a rope. And I showed the kids that when you push your thoughts off the edge of the desk, boom, your feelings follow right along with them. The reason people are depressed, they think wrong. Their thinking is in the tank. When your thinking is not where it ought to be, your feelings are going to go down as well. People think that in order to change their feelings, they should focus on their feelings. That's not the case. The way to change your feelings is to change your thinking, and you need to learn to think God's thoughts. You will have a battle doing this because your mind is so used to thinking anything that comes along, anything other than what God says. All right thinking then directs your deepest attitudes and decisions, Proverbs 23. This is only a piece of a verse, but it still is true. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, how a person thinks on the inside is what they become, and this is absolutely true. It's always easier to think wrong than it is to think right. Now, why do I say that? It is because we are surrounded in this world of evil by a number of different things, three in particular, that are designed to pull your thinking down. So I, I read this a minute ago. I'm going to go back over it again, Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the man who walks not. In other words, when the Bible says not here... It warns you, don't fall into this. Blessed is the man who walks not in, number one, the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, people who are not right with God and do not think or track with God are going to give you advice. You're going to hear it all the time, all of your life. Number two nor stands in the path of sinners. Now what is this? It is the behavior of sinners. In other words, the behavior of sinners is going to be put in front of you all the time. There's a verse in scripture which says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But one of the most powerful popular themes in movies. And I got to tell you, I love Westerns, and you see this a lot in Westerns. You see someone taking vengeance, and it shows that when they kill the bad guy, everything is okay. And yeah, we love seeing the bad guy get his comeuppance. We do. But just because the bad guy is killed— or done away with, doesn't mean that you live on forever in eternal happiness. Doesn't mean that. And so it's important to recognize that the world is continually putting in front of you. uh, This will make you happy. That'll make you happy. You see uh, the guy who gets the beautiful girl. Maybe it's a, a contest where he's one of a number of bachelors, and he gets this beautiful gal. They don't always live happily ever after. And we get these images that if you did just this, you're going to have this and it's going to make you happy. And it doesn't because it's more than the path that is put in front of you. The path of sinners is continually put in front of us and it shows us all the ways that sinners go and sometimes it makes it look like they're getting the best of everything and they're not. And then finally, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So let me show you what this is. It's a three-step process. It's in the world, happens all the time. It's being thrown at your mind continually. And here it is, three successive steps. Number one, you're getting bad advice. That's the counsel of the ungodly. Number two, you're seeing bad examples standing in the path of sinners. You see the path. You see the way that sinners live. Number three, a hopeless attitude. And that's the third thing. That's what happens when a person sits in the seat of the scornful. First of all, you get bad advice. Secondly, you see these bad examples put in front of you. And finally, you sit down and you give up because you believe it's hopeless, and that's the seat of the scornful. The person who is critical of everything is the person who is truly hopeless. They've given up on everything, everybody. Nobody's righteous, nobody's pure, nobody's worthy, they don't believe in anything, they are skeptical of everything, they are truly hopeless. You get that kind of attitude, It will poison you. It will poison your well and all who drink from it. Let me tell you, you don't want to fall into this. Every Christian that I have known of who has skipped out on church, walked away from God, become critical, they became a critic of the church first. Now many of them would say, I'm not against Jesus. I just don't like the church. And you hear that. There will always be human failure, even in the church. Now, listen to what the book of Hebrews says. I'm going to read to you from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily ensnare us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You have to determine that no matter what you see in humanity, even in the church, that you are going to keep your eyes on Jesus. Now when I became a believer in Christ when I was 17 and a half, I was so eager to follow the Lord. I believed so much in what I saw in his kingdom, and I saw something great in his people. I was moved by the purity that I saw. But I went to this church. It was a great church, a lot of wonderful people there. But you know what? Even those people were not perfect. Now, fortunately for me, I didn't get to see all of their imperfections. But I was made aware of one thing that could have completely uh, sidetracked me. One night, my little brother who went to church with me left the church early, and why say early, the service was over, but there was still a lot of prayer that happened, and we would go to the altars and linger there and pray. My brother went outside for whatever reason. He got into the parking lot a little early and stopped when he saw a man leaning over inside an open car door window making out with a woman inside. He recognized this man to be the pastor's son. The problem is the pastor, a grown man, was married to another woman who was still inside the church. And the tragedy of it all is this woman he was making out with was his own cousin. Now this is not a good thing. My brother saw it. My brother told me about this. I suppose that had I not been so in love with Jesus... I would have said, wow, this church is corrupt. This church is not good. That pastor's own son is out here making out with his cousin? What is this? And I could have been offended at that. Do you know that it never occurred to me to quit the church over that? Because it wasn't the pastor who did it. And the pastor was feeding me the Word of God. I wasn't about to let that stop. Why would I throw away everything that Christ had done in my life because of the behavior of one person in the church who should have known better? Now, unfortunately for that man, within six months, he was dead. He had a terrible car wreck, and it killed him. And I'm not saying that he got paid back for what he did. What happened is he made decisions that put him into the devil's territory. And Satan, who steals, kills, and destroys, took his life prematurely. Broke the heart of the pastor, no doubt. And the pastor may not have known. I know I didn't tell him, and I don't think it would have been appropriate for me to go to tell him. This is what's going on with your son. But the point that I want to make is this. I kept my eyes on Jesus. And this is the question I ask. Is it worth it to me to give up my walk with God, to become a critic, to sit down and begin to be hopeless in my thinking because I have seen failures in people? And that's where the devil gets so many people. Number one, he gives us bad ideas, bad thinking, bad advice. It's called the counsel of the ungodly. Number two, We are continually observing the ways of people who don't follow God. And then number three, we become hopeless because we become critical. And once you become critical, it's a downward spiral that will take you into inactivity and total hopelessness. If you're going to think the thoughts of God, you have to be wary of those three steps. It's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app,